0: Meeting Tom Cruise is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network and iHeartRadio.
1: I literally bought a tiny camcorder and I was like, Tom, my daughter's bat mitzvah is the week after we shoot this, and you're going to be the star of the video that leads it off. And he was like, Fuck Yeah, let's do this.
2: Tom Cruise is the greatest movie star of all time. He's the first actor to have six consecutive $100 million grossing films. He's shrouded in mystery and yet to many is one of the nicest and hardest working people. We love Tom Cruise. We are inspired by Tom Cruise. And While we work in Hollywood, we've never actually met Tom Cruise. So we're going to talk to some people who have. We'll hear some great stories, and maybe, just maybe, one of them one day will lead us to the man himself so that we can have stories of our own. Our own stories of meeting Tom Cruise. Here we go again on our own, boys. Welcome back, Cruise Crew, to another fine and fantastic edition of Meeting Tom Cruise. I'm your host, Jeff Meacham, spelled with a J, not that stupid G wave spelling it. (laughs) Guys, I'm a little salty today, and I'm not sure why. Oh, I know why. Because I've been watching people kill dolphins on Instagram. I'm really mad about that. Instagram kind of ruins my day often when I follow those like ocean accounts. There's a fish with its thing cut off. I don't know what they're but called. There are
0: happier things. to I mean I, I, know. Mean, I mean, I mean, we should be
2: paying attention to that. I, I agree. know that's the and problem. We be though I just, that. I just want to be watching. Kitten. But it's not all dolphin killing. I know. I know. I want to be watching kitten snuggling with puppies. But you're right. I should just be watching the. Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter because I'm super ADD and I'll just start thinking about anything else. Anyway. Here with me on this salt-stained edition of Meeting Tom Cruise is the guy who's the far to my away. He's the cock to my tail. He was not born on the 4th of July, and of course, he's the goose to my math. He's Mr. Joel Johnstone. Joel, I've known you for 20-plus years. I actually have no idea when your birthday is. When is your birthday? September 3rd. Oh, hey, no, I I will forget that by the time I'm done with Alex's intro. I I have a question.
3: Uh, Jeff, when's Joel's birthday?
2: September. September 3rd. Good. September got, 3rd. You got it. September, <laughs> let, but ask me next week, and uh, yep. I will be a yep. forgotten man. Gone. Uh, yeah. Also with us is the man that needs no introduction, not because you already know who he is, but because I don't want to give him one. He's our producer, Alec Lev. Alec, uh, tell Joel, just tell him right now, do you like holidays? No. You,
3: know, you you are mean. I know. Man, you just know me so well. I do. I know I you do, so like, well. Like, like Why don't you like Just ho-
2: melted. Yeah. yeah. Just- Why
3: don't you like holidays? Every day is special.
2: Oh, see, that's what makes Alex so f- fascinating. Is you would think he's a Debbie Downer, but he's not at all. Nope. He just has. Very- I just don't like Tom Cruise that much. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not true. You like? Oh, you're right. I do. Guys, guys. I was thinking about Tom Cruise this week. Uh, Get out of town. Yeah, I know. It's great. I was. I. You know how I I, I follow a lot of uh, movie Instagram pages, and someone had put up one of those like, guess who's in their fifties? And they had like a list of like. 10 different actors that were all in their late 50s. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Cruise is 58 years old. That's crazy to me. So I want to play a quick game of over-under with you guys. Hmm. If you don't know what okay. that is, it's a Vegas game. I set the line. The line in this case is 58 years old, which is Tom Cruise's age. I'm okay. going to name another actor or actress. You tell me over-under. Here we go. George Clooney. Under. Over. Over is correct. He was born in 61, so he's 59. That's really close to numbers. One for Joel. One for Joel. One for Joel. This looks like it's going to take a while. No, no, we're going to do this quick. Johnny Depp. Over. Over. Under. He was born in 63. I'm not good at this game. Julian Moore. Don't care. Under. Over. She was born in 1960. She's 60 years old. I love Julian Moore. Not just the smoking kinda, 60 I know, years old. And she looks like my wife, or my wife looks like her. Sean Penn. Older. Over. Yep, over. He was born in 1960. <laughs> the
3: one time I got it right, I got the word wrong.
2: <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> I said older. Older. I think we're, th- we're, 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 we're like three to one, three to two. I'm over three. I'm winning. I'm losing. Jeff, Joel's winning. Jeff, yeah, Jeff, okay. Jeff. What? When, when's Joel's birthday? Oh my God. September 3rd there it is that took me a second it took me a quick oh, this is, yeah by it. the end of this podcast i will not know sandra bullock under 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 she was born in 1964 woody harrelson on over over is correct joel isn't that crazy woody harrelson is older than tom cruise by a year he was born in 61 actors born the same year as cruise jody foster ray Fiennes, jim carrey steve carell Emilio estevez rosie o'donnell jennifer jason lee and matthew broderick crazy right wow wow
0: you know what else I was thinking about um you, you remember like like a, we never talked about this a few months ago right, right before the end of the year Kate Winslet beat mm. Tom Cruise's underwater time underwater breath holding record yeah 7 minutes and 14 seconds on
2: Avatar 2 underwater I'm not sure what I believe what what's more unbelievable to me the fact that she did it for that long or Avatar 2 might actually come out someday <laughs> Well here's my question so- we know we know
0: Tommy is a competitive dude. I don't think he's going to have this.
2: I don't think he's going to have it
0: either. I think I think I, I think he'd be looking for a reason even if it's in the movie in outer space. Makes sense. Oh, that's scene. where he does it. You're right.
3: Yeah. Holds yeah. in outer yeah. space.
0: David, yeah, cuz Blaine... that's never been done. Underwater in outer space. <laughs> Why not just in outer space? We're
2: just going to see his head explode in the water. Ooh.
0: Like I love the idea of the assistant that had to walk into Tom's office and be like, "Hey Tom, um,
2: I don't know how to explain this to you.
0: Yeah. You remember, like, how you trained for six months to do the underwater thing. And, it's, and you have the Guinness Book of Records as far as movies go. You don't, you don't have that anymore.
2: You remember that girl from The Reader? Um, <laughs>
0: All
2: right. Our guest this episode is Lisa and Walter. But first, question of the week go. What would you say is the most overlooked
3: Tom Cruise movie? Nice. Define overlooked. Is that like underappreciated? I think so. So Mission Ugh. Impossible is not going to be on the list. Sure, Rain sure. Man A few good men is not going to be on. The list. Right. right. So there's certain movies that, that you immediately associate with Tom Cruise. What are ones that we don't necessarily, but we should?
2: Got it. I am taking this show way too seriously now. No, no, that's I'm okay. Proud of you, Alec. Oh, yeah. I- I'm not going to go first on this one. I can tell, Joel. Uh, I got it. I got it. You've got one. Well, I'll tell you this already, Joel. Alex is going to be something fucking weird. No, got, Alex is going to be weird. I got two good ones.
0: Yeah, and they're going to be weird. He's going he's to he's find a reason to say Buster Keaton and like just totally get yeah, out. Of I'm sure. Of this yeah, I'm sure Charlie again.
2: Chaplin's going to be mentioned some yeah, way. Yep. So, Joel, uh, you go first. Vincent in Collateral. Okay. So, oh, I can already see Alex is like, is that? A well,
3: little... I'm giving a look because is it really overlooked? He's he's known. To, it was nominated for some
0: Oscars. He's known to be great in it. Michael Mann film, but... Uh, But I don't think people immediately associate Tom Cruise's great performances and that movie, and I think that is one of his finest performances, and here's why. Please, please. Now, you guys have read Save the Cat, yeah? For those of you who have not listened, Save the Cat, the general premise is... I own it, never read it. You... (laughs) Couple of
2: first first couple of pages, and then I was and like, and "I'm gonna go back and watch Hunt house for Red and, October." And
0: if you see a book in Jeff's house, he has not read it.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I put, I use it to stack up to like hold the iPad so I can watch a movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that you've seen 50 times 50, before. Fifty. <laughs> yeah. You guys know. I just told uh, you. I just watched Crimson Tide again the other day. Had a million yeah. other things I could do. Just watch Crimson Tide. Why
0: the- would I? Why would I read Hunt for Red October when
2: I can watch it? Uh, yeah. And later on, we do need to discuss best submarine movie. Go, Joel. <laughs> 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 it's a good thing we don't derail here on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> um,
0: in Save the Cat, the general premise is that uh, you, you you will only continue watching a hero if they have done something remotely likable. He uses the analogy of somebody saving a cat, that everybody has the save the cat moment in a hero's journey. And that's why we go on the journey with them and we root for them. Even if they're a Tony Soprano bad guy, we will root for them because they've done something good. He never really does something in this movie that gives the audience a reason to root for. He is, he's a bad, bad man through and through. And yet I love, I fucking love him and I'm kind of rooting for him to get away with it
2: I love that movie I love the fight sequence in the the nightclub It's so freaking good, man It just seems like people are really getting shot That sequence is insane I think you want to watch him be bad yeah, you're 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 Jones in for bad time, and it's a perfect plot line that the final person he has to kill. Spoiler alert is uh, what's her toes. <laughs> I can't believe not I'm much of a spoiler name. right there, guys. <laughs> spoiler B- alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. He kills what's her toes. Yeah, he <laughs> goes after Jada. I mean, that's just the perfect, you know, great great script writing there, and and so you then then he does get killed, and you're okay with it. You know what I mean? Oh, you he, are really ruining the movie. He dies I alone mean... on a train. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 Did you guys? Have you guys seen? When I hear Save the Cat, Ugh. I think of that Netflix documentary, Don't Fuck with Cats. Have you guys watched that? No. Do you guys not know about this? I don't want to know about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Joel. It's bananas. Please.
0: These continuous. This I internet promise Jeff killer.
2: Murderers. Cats. We
0: we have mouths to feed. And there's these we,
2: people on the. We like really want to continue making this podcast, and that requires and you to like, keep listening. Don't fuck I, pr- with I cats. promise you, Jeff beach will him.
0: eventually come back.
2: Anyway, Tom Cruise. Oh. <laughs> no, if you guys haven't seen, don't <laughs> fuck with cats. No, stop it's talking about bananas. It. Okay, it's bananas. Okay. So, so yeah, that really doesn't have anything to do with anything except just the word cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Jeff. Did anybody watch the movie Cats? No. Sorry. All right. Sorry. Sorry.
3: <laughs> Most overlooked Tom Cruise film, Jeff Meacham.
2: I am going to go with a back-to-back combo here. Two movies that I absolutely love. They came out back to back. One is is obvious, and that's Edge of Tomorrow. But I say obvious. What, why are you- they're making a big sequel to this? This is not an overlooked movie. Not overlooked movie, but overlooked performance of one of his best. I say it's one of his best performances. I agree. Not my question, but I'll will allow it. Oh, you're saying overlooked movie but in I'll general. Allow it. Thank you. Thank you allow for it. allowing it. Okay. I'm allow so I'm allowing. Yeah. So you're allowing it because I'm saying performance. Correct. Yeah. So I say I say his performance in Edge of Tomorrow, which is the same kind of character you've talked about that he always plays. The you Except should. that he's not, because in so many of these movies, he's so sure
3: that he can do something. In uh, this one, he's like, nope, not me, yeah, I'm yeah. out, not for me. But he starts me. so cocky, so sure of being the... I totally agree. I think like, of all the action hero moves of someone becoming an action hero... It's amazing, right? This is a great one. It's I agree with a you. It's such a
2: genius idea to take yep. this weak man and turn him into an action star. Oh, it's such a good movie. It's
3: very satisfying to watch him... With each iteration of it, how he does one cool thing. Yeah, after another. just literally yeah, how, how
2: weak he is at the beginning, and yeah. oh god. So I would say I love. Oh well, yeah. I okay. So and then right before that, he did uh, Joseph Kaczynski's Oblivion, and I know Oblivion is not the most love. I loved Oblivion. Oblivion I, is so. Um it's a it's a great movie. It's so good, right? And I got it kind of got panned a little bit by critics. And but Joseph Kaczynski, he's also the guy that did the most recent Tron. And I freaking loved Tron nope, too. I'm talking about something else. Stay with us. All right. Good stay, point. Stay. But Tron Oblivion was really good is,
0: Oblivion is one of the movies in the last 20 years that I cannot I know there's a ton of CGI and I cannot tell you what's real and what yeah, is CGI. The whole planet's fake. Uh, yeah everything in the movie that you see? No, but the no. drones, the drones, I, no, the I was drones convinced are awesome. the,
2: dro- the drones were real. Same with not. the sounds, man. It sound like, <laughs> I'm going to jump on a tangent here. Like, I was thinking about the sounds from War wait, of the Worlds. Wait, is, there might be a meds issue this morning. I did take Adderall today. I did. Is that, does that help you or hurt there It, you? There it there helps is. me. So imagine what I'd be like without it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, so I'm going to go Oblivion slash Edge Tomorrow back-to-back movies that yep. there's just a real... This is a part of his career where it felt like you went from MI4, movie, 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 MI5. But I actually liked all those movies in between the two. Rock of Ages, Jack Reacher. I kind of liked the first Jack Reacher. I know, you know, uh, Oblivion, Edge of Tomorrow, and then MI5. So uh, that whole run, I actually kind of just loved that run of his movies, which are not really talked about.
3: I would. I, I got two also, and they they actually fit into the category of overlooked as opposed to what you guys are saying. Uh, night and day. You're the worst. Night and day, I think is super fun. Uh huh. It's a Alec. Great.
0: Guess what? I'm 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 kind of with you on okay, that. I have ahead. a moment because I think movie.
3: it's a great version of Tom Cruise kind of making fun of himself, kind of sure. making fun of an action film while being a really good action film.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Absolutely. completely
3: ridiculous, but awesome and fun. And then I would also say American Made, which I think is just. Solidly a good movie, start to finish. Dude, He's great, great movie, and he he gets really ripped apart in that movie in a way he yep. doesn't just keep keep it together. Yep. And so
2: my answers are right. And we'll give American Made a lot of props too because again, critics went really hard on him because he did then back to back Jack Reacher never go back in the Mummy, and people Ooh. were like, Hey, where's we miss Tom Cruise the actor? Yeah, and so what does he give you? He gives you American Made, ah. and we we're like, Oh, there it is. J- yep. I just watched it again just recently. Yeah. Holy cow, is that a good movie? Yeah. Doug yep. Lyman. Yep. Yep. Rumor yep. has it, he's a good director. Yeah. You know
3: what I'm noticing about the problem with this question? Tom Cruise doesn't really have overlooked movies.
2: No, he doesn't. I it's, went through the list again. Yeah, just it's now. not like
3: Michael Caine where we could point to no, 27 no, no, movies no, 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 no one's no. ever heard
2: of. Yeah. I feel like Brad Pitt actually has a yeah, few yeah. more overlooked because he, he goes. Guys, Tom
3: Cruise is a big star.
2: <laughs> rumor has it, he's the <laughs> biggest movie star of all time. Yeah. I couldn't. I, I, maybe, uh, you know, a Really, perf- uh, how about this one? Here's a good one: a really solid performance that was overlooked in Mission Impossible 2. I'm <laughs> kidding; it's the worst movie ever. <laughs> no, Legend Legend is his worst movie. But ever. John Woo, uh, do we love John Woo movies, or are they just all bad? Looking back well, on them, is that mean to say? I, I, for the, all the wrong reasons? I love Face Off. I love it. Broken Arrow. Have you seen Broken Arrow? Broken Arrow. I have not seen Broken Arrow in 20 years. That was his first, I believe that was his first American. Oh, no, that or Hard Target. I think he did Hard Target, too. Hard Target, which is, side note, the. The, Wait, I say every time I say side note, I made a rule with Alec that if I say side note, I just stop talking. But I won't. (laughs) We have to
0: create a separate podcast called Side Note, which is just Jeff going off. and Oh, so it's it has literally no
3: structure whatsoever. We just wind Jeff up, and we just it's, say, like, milkshake, go. Exactly.
0: A- 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 Alec and I are just eating sandwiches in the background going, uh-huh, huh That's a
2: good Wait, idea. Let's, let's try
0: it right now. We're going to picture it. All right. And yellow pages. Go.
2: I mean, who's still—have you ever seen the guy that can rip the yellow pages in half? He went on, like, the the uh, talk shows, and he could just, like, 40 in a minute. He really could just sandwich. rip yellow pages and half. <laughs> Joel's yeah, like making a, a sandwich. peanut butter in it. Do you guys remember Hard Target? That's that old the oldest story. Supposedly like the oldest. I like sp- that Jeff thinks he's getting us back on track. I'm getting you back <laughs> to my side note. Hard Target. Because I this is how much I love movies that if I just would- want to talk about. Now I want to talk about Hard Target with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Guys,
3: if you would listen to a podcast called Side Note with Jeff Meacham, please just let us
2: know right to contact at meetingtomcruise.com. Ugh. Hard Target is the most dangerous game. You remember that old... Stop st- talking about Hard Target. <laughs> what about- what, I don't even know what the question of the day is anymore. I
3: don't care anymore. I'm going to throw a quick curveball in just to attempt... Because Tom Cruise, right? Yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise.
2: What's the most overrated Tom Cruise movie? <sighs> but away. And this is where I do get a little... Because I can't separate his movies from just his performance... Because t- his movies are just Tom Cruise. It's not his performance. It's the movie that... Okay, right. And okay, again, yeah, okay. I wanna I wanna yeah. be clear
3: from the beginning here. We're talking about the fun it is to watch a Tom Cruise movie. I am I am
2: rating them, like Joel says, I am judging them on their I'm, own merits. I know what your answer is. You do? And yep, I do. I know your answer, and I'm going to tell you right now you're wrong. I'm gonna take the, I have to take a moment
3: to think about what I my know answer so what your so answer is gonna this be. A you're a gonna go really really through the list question. and I, I'm not gonna really tell you, and
2: question. you're gonna say it, you, and I'm gonna get mad at you. Wow. Because I don't know yet. I, I know what you're exciting. going
3: to say. So you guys talk. I'm not going to listen. I'm going to choose mine. Okay. Most overrated oh, Tom God. Cruise movie. I'm
2: looking at the list right now. Got it. Losing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, ugh. Okay. I'll, I'll toss this one out. Okay, go. I'll toss this one out. Okay. Just, I, I don't know if I'm right. I don't know if I'm right. The color of money. I know. No. I know that's, I'm, I'm getting on. controversial here. Hold I know. On. I know. Like, is it really a good movie? Yes. Uh oh. That's
0: one of my favorite
2: performances. This is why I don't like this question at all.
3: Overrated. You're going (laughs) color of money. Jeff's wrong. Okay, Joel, what do you got? He's absolutely
0: wrong, man.
2: I know I'm wrong. You go. You go. I'm still. I'm still.
3: now Now I know what Jeff thinks I'm going to say, and he's probably right.
2: Jerry, Jerry Maguire. McGuire. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you are so wrong. It is such an amazing movie. And I'm so mad at you for feeling that way. And I knew you would. I knew you'd come across yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't like this movie. Yeah. Um, I hate you for it. <laughs> Jerry Maguire is a masterpiece. Oh,
3: and... come on. <sighs> it's, be gentle I... with the word. Use the word. You're right. You're right. I okay, know. I know. I'm you.
2: sorry. I'm not even sure what a masterpiece is. Okay, but it's not that... <laughs> see this but this makes me happy that joel can't find one because I, there I, isn't an overrated I, I'm, movie I'm, I'm, well i'm 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 using like what
0: was i most let down by That's so disappointed i know that we have a lot oh, of good yeah. ones that you friends
3: yeah. you're getting a lot out of the question of the week all right so go ahead okay go so ahead, disappointed no, change what the question it? who gives a shit no one's listening
0: last samurai
2: uh, i knew you were gonna say that i knew you were gonna say that and last samurai when i first saw it i didn't I was like, "Oh, huh," but now I've watched it thirty times, and now I love it. That's the problem. <laughs> I do. I love The Last Samurai.
3: It is the most offensive of his movies. And right? it, you
2: you know that, right? What did they say? It is. It's just. It's. I've heard the critics were like, "It is Dances with Wolves, completely remade, but just more offensive."
3: It 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 it, it is the white savior. It is. Look up white savior. Oh, and that's a what? white man goes to save the entire country of Japan,
2: guys. Let's just cheer me up for a second. Can we talk about the opening sequence of Days of Thunder? No. (laughs) And now, commercials. Our next guest is someone who's been crushing it in Hollywood for a while now. You might have seen her in films like The Parent Trap, Bruce Almighty, basically every TV show over the last 20 years, but more importantly a little cruise flick called War of the Worlds. Welcome, Lisa and Walter. How are you?
1: Hi, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm so happy to talk about the greatest movie star of all time, Tom Cruise. Oh, that's, that's right. all we needed to hear.
2: That's all we needed to hear. Thank you so much. Uh, Lisa, uh, listen, you're our guest, but we're not here for you. We're here for your story of Cruise. I'm so sorry. So all I need from you is give me just a, a 30, 45 second, one minute tops uh, just a life story. Tell me about your life, where you're from, how you got here, and and right up to the moment you met Tom Cruise. Uh,
1: I, I will, but really, what does it matter? Exactly. <laughs> <So I'm laughs> Thank you. She exactly. Gets it, Jeff. Thirty seconds she gets tops. It. So anyway, I was an actress. I grew up in the D.C. area. I went to college I, with a prestigious acting department at Catholic University. I moved to New York. I became a stand-up comic. I did all the TV shows. I got offers to star on my own TV shows. I did two of them. The first one at Fox, the second one at ABC. I started creating shows like Unscripted Series, and I did a bunch of movies, starting with Eddie with Whoopi Goldberg and The Parent Trap, and started with all these great A-listers and Jim Carrey and Jen Aniston. And then after doing Shall We Dance with Richard Gere and J-Lo... I did an audition for a movie without a script, mind you, an improv audition that led to the greatest moment of my life, working on a set with Steven Spielberg and Tom Cruise. Was that good? Was that 30 seconds? That was
2: it, Lisa. That was it. That's how you do it. We get an idea of who you are, but it doesn't really matter. Because what matters yeah. is Tom Cruise. Yeah.
1: yeah, because in between that, I like, you know, had two husbands and four kids and
2: you know. I mean, what's yeah, we don't what did you hear about? We that. We don't, we don't care about that. Also four kids. Wow.
1: Yeah. My Who has a clown car. Thank you. It's probably one of the reasons that that Tom liked me so much though, was because we talked about our kids. Okay. So Let's just get to it. I auditioned for a movie that I knew was going to be War of the Worlds, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Tom Cruise. They did not have a script. They put this movie together, I don't know if anyone's told you this, in three months. What? There was a window in, yeah, there was a window in schedules. Spielberg wanted to do this movie, but they knew for as as expensive as it was going to be, it needed to star Tom Cruise. So they put it together in three months, and... They still didn't have a script. So I went in and did a a scene from the wicker man where I was like a checkout girl in a store, but it had nothing to do with the script. And they said, Hey, you're going to be a bartender improv something. So I improv something funny and, you know, sassy and sort of made fun of certain, you know, I was like pouring beer and like hitting my arm and being like, damn, I got to work out. Like it was just stupid And then I get a call, you're cast in this movie. So I had to go to New York anyway for the premiere of Shall We Dance. And while I was there, in between this time period, they sent me to Elizabeth where I did a scene that never made it into the movie. which what I was originally cast to play, which if you see in the credits, I'm listed as bartender. But they're like, but where's the bar?
2: Right. Which, by the way. It was my first thought. I didn't look. I, I I kind of wanted to almost hear the story instead of look for it because I was like, I don't recall a bar scene in War of the Worlds.
1: It was shot, but we did. OK, real quick. Here's the here's the bar scene story. Here we go. So I get so I got cast to do this and, you know, I'm, I've am got white blonde hair, which was that was one of the reasons I got cast, I think. It was left over from this crazy ballroom dancer role that I did in Shall We Dance. I call it porn blonde. So I've got <laughs> this porn blonde hair where auditioned for the bartender, and then I started to go back to a normal hair color because I look like a freak. You know, it's fun to play this character here, but there's only so much room for that. Sure. You know, I'm like, you know... I'm college educated. I I I got a perfect verbal SAT score. I'd like my hair to reflect that.
2: Yeah, but not in Hollywood, Lisa. It's it's about the way you look, and uh, you know.
1: I know. I know. It's all about this. So they. (laughs) So Spielberg says, no, no, no. We need that other hair. So I have to go dye my hair white again.
0: Oh gosh, of course.
1: Yeah, it's hard on the hair. I'm going to tell you real. But, you know, it's Spielberg. You're like, we're bald, I'm fine. Yeah, you I'm tell me what bald. to do. Shave
2: my head, done. So
1: I do this scene where it's before all the action takes place. It's actually, if the scene were in the movie, it would take place right before his car. Is it a Mustang? I think it's a muscle car. I can't remember if it's a Mustang or a Camaro. But it's like careening down the street in Jersey when he goes home, he's late.
2: Yeah, we had, we've had. we already interviewed David Bache, uh, who I think you know, because you might've worked on his show at some point, And David told us about, crews driving that car 80 miles per hour right at him.
1: That's right. That's correct. And I forgot that that was David. Oh my God. Thank you for giving me that tidbit. Yeah. So yes, he's driving it and I'm sure it's him doing it because God knows the man wants to do every single one of his stunts, Bless his pee-picking heart. Bet yep. your bottom dollar it's Tom. <laughs> right before that scene takes place, he goes to a bar after he gets off work. So he's a stevedore, which is a very weird word that the old people know and it's the guys that unload crap from you know, the big shipping containers right. at the at the docks, which is a lot of what Elizabeth, New Jersey is about. So sure. he, that's his job at night. And he afterwards he goes to a bar. I'm the bartender and he picks me up. Basically, he starts kissing on me and like kissing up my arm and nibbling my neck and flirting with me. And the I think it's implied that we go home together and that's why he's late going home.
2: You got to bake out with Tom Cruise? I'll get to that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going. Jeff, she's a sorry. storyteller. Sorry, 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 sorry. Keep going. <laughs> no, that's OK.
1: That's OK. This is, this is going concept. somewhere. So this thing was only going to be one scene, but it's Tom Cruise and Steven Spielberg. I'm like, I'm in all day long. I don't care if I have three lines, but it was a really good scene. And it was clear that the implication was that we had something going on or something. Right. So the first thing that I did was that I saw that my name was bartender. I finally got the script that morning. And there was a little bit of information, but basically I was there to like turn the TV to a news story about these aliens and come back and flirt with them and make them look sexy. So the first thing I did was they handed me some jewelry to pick from. And that was all, you know, hoop earrings and, you know, Jersey girl. And the first thing I did was I picked a necklace with the name Cheryl because I figured, I'm gonna have a name. Yeah, so smart. This way, I have a name. That's that's smart actors working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, so I get on the set and uh, and I meet Tom, and he's gorgeous and delightful. And you know, when we're working, he immediately starts calling me Cheryl. He had seen Shall We Dance? It hadn't even come out yet, but he got some print and he loved it. And he started talking to me about ballroom dancing with Katie Holmes and he started dancing with me. So I did a little like ballroom stuff with him. We were over by video village and singing old '50s songs as he came up with, um, little deuce coop was, I think the one they wound up using in the basement scene with Tim Robbins. Yeah. Right.
2: Yes. That's exactly right. We were going
1: through all sorts of other ones like, um, um, I like candy. You know, all these other songs that we were all bringing up and talking about. He had just seen Napoleon Dynamite the night before and was on the phone with his kids talking about it. And I had seen it at a screening in L.A. And my my kids came with me. So we started talking about all our kids. Right. Then we go to start the scene as Spielberg comes up to me. And he says, "Okay, Lisa, I'm going to need you to, you know, start here on your mark. And then you're going to he's going to come in and sit down. You say this first two lines, him. then you go over and you change the channel on the TV. Then you come back. He's going to have this line with the other guy sitting with them. You come back after that line and you stay on your mark and you have the rest of your scene. Okay, you got all that. I said, absolutely not. You're talking in <laughs> your mouth. Is moving, and inside of my head is Charlie Brown teacher's voice going, oh, my God, Steven Spielberg. Oh, my God, Tom Cruise. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he's like, you're, you're adorable. He pinches my cheeks and he's like, you're going to do just fine. And he goes to sit down, he goes, goes to Video Village and and we start work. And the first thing that happens is I forgot everything he told me. (laughs) I mean, I got my mark. This is not my first rodeo. I got on my mark. I did the first thing. I forgot what line it was I was supposed to come back on. And I just turned where I was and went, I'm up. Uh, And and I broke. I cut. I I turned to Video Village and said, I'm up. And Tom goes, see that guy over in Video Village with the cap on? See that guy? That's Steven Spielberg. (laughs) He calls cut you don't call (laughs) gun. And I felt the red coming up from the bottom of my feet, up my entire body till my face was on fire. And I just was like, oh my God. And he was like, oh my God, I'm just taking the piss out of you. Just take it easy. And I was like, Tom, I'm working with risky business and fucking ET jaws (laughs) over here. I'm like, the piss is out. There's no piss.
2: I got no piss. I'm
1: pissless. So he's like, he's just laughing and stuff like that. And he's like, all right, let me flirt with you. Or, or I don't know what he said, but he said something when we were when we came back to do the second part of the scene, which was his side. Oh, here's the other thing I did. This is the other actor's trick I did. I had these. You, when you're an actor, you go to these gifting suites. Sometimes they don't do them now, of course, but they used to for the awards season. And they give you these bizarre gifts. So one of the things I got were these thong underwear that had like a, the thong, the part that goes over your hip to the back. was. Big I jewels.
2: got those too. Yeah, I got the same ones. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff still several pairs.
1: It had jewels all over like rhinestone. So I was real thin back then. I was in a post-divorce revenge body thin
0: <laughs>
1: and had the porn blonde hair. And I was wearing these jeans that were like stretch jeans. They were like real. They they were real low. And I knew if I wore the thongs and I bent over, which Spielberg had me do to get him a beer, the, the bedazzled thong would show. So I did that. And I guess that inspired Tom because when I came back, he started kissing my arm and kissing me on my neck. And I went weak need. I'm not even kidding. I was like, this is never going to happen in my career again. I melted. But what's interesting about it at the end of the day is that after all that we did. I guess they looked at the dailies and they knew that where it was placed in a movie would immediately tell the audience. And Spielberg is brilliant at this. There are certain rules you don't break. He looks like a bad dad. Mm. He's getting laid instead of being home. There's certain things he can do. We can have a messy apartment. He can be, you know, the new husband makes more money. All of that stuff is fine, but you know, screwing some trashy bartender instead of being home when you're supposed to meet your kids, makes him look like a bad dad. So that even before I landed after coming back to California from the East coast, they had called my agents and said, we love Lisa. Can you bring her back? We want to shoot another scene with her. We're going up to Hudson on Croton and we're going to do this thing we were with a boat. Tell her to bring one of her kids. That's what leads me back to him liking the fact that I was a
0: mom. So That never happens. I've never heard of anybody being, that's amazing. I mean, usually they just call and go, oh, you're cut out.
1: I was cut out, but immediately back in the movie. And I have great stories about him from that one, too, if you want to hear yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa, yeah, please, keep going. Please, this is Literally, it. please, this is it's it. called meeting we're, Tom Cruise. Like oh, we're, we're on go. the edge of oh, our okay, seats
2: okay. here. We have nothing else to do, ever. <laughs> we get paid to talk about him.
3: And speaking of getting paid, that's a transition, folks. We are going to hear from the great sponsors that make this show possible. And when we get back, we've got Lisa and Walter, Tom Cruise, a bat mitzvah, the crush of a crowd, and the side of a boat. Stay tuned. <laughs> and we're back with lisa and walter and more harrowing tales from the war of the worlds
1: so then so then i come back and they they said to me so steven uh steve steve says to me or says to my people tell her to bring one of her kids so now I got Sophie's Choice with my four kids. But my <laughs> twins were still little. They were like, what were they in those? days? like three years old. So I was going to bring one of them. And my son was looked like a man. He was like a teenager, but he looked like a grown man. My daughter was just turning 13, like the following week. And she was having her bat mitzvah. So I was like, this is the best present in the world. Ever. She's going to come be the movie with me. Yeah, Ever. So she comes to New York. They travel us up to Croton on Hudson. Our set is outside, and it's a a, a freezing ice storm. I'm not even kidding. It was the coldest shoot I've ever done in my life. It was the the hardest conditions of anything I've ever done. It was a sea of mud. And the whole scene, if you know the movie, is us meeting on the dock, surrounded by, there were 3,000 extras behind us running to the edge of this boat to try to get on and being stopped.
2: You're the one, are you the one, you're the one with the child that can't get on where he's got the hand and he can't get you on. Right.
1: That's right. That's right. And I find him and I'm panicked and I grab hold of him and make it clear that there's some past relationship with us. I mean, this time I have, you know, I had a name because of my necklace, Cheryl. So he sees me and we meet and the happens and we run to try to get on the boat. Except for that scene in life, takes three days to shoot and pick up scenes on the back lot at Universal because sound goes wonky or whatever happens, right? Or they decide they need something else. So I introduce him to my daughter. We go on to set. He's there wearing the leather jacket. I introduce him to my daughter and I show him that in my bag, I've got a camcorder because In those days, you didn't have the phone. You couldn't just whip out your phone and shoot something. I literally bought a tiny camcorder, and I was like, Tom, my daughter's bat mitzvah is the week after we shoot this. And you're going to be the star of the video that leads it off. And he was like, oh, "Fuck yeah, let's do this. Awesome. And he's like singing happy birthday to her. And, Ugh. you know, he's like hamming it up with her. And somebody saw me with the video camera. Some giant man that was on his team, I guess, or security comes over. And he's like, hey, hey. And Tom goes, that's Lisa. She was with me. She could do whatever she wants. She can shoot whatever she wants. She don't bother her. Oh, I love it. So I'm like, I love this guy. He is my favorite. And um, and so we we shot, we, we, you know, just chopped it up, had fun, shot our scenes. It was super freezing cold. I noticed that he didn't ever, when we were on a break or we were turning cameras or anything, most actors, somebody will run over with what we call a warmy coat, and that's a big giant puffy down you know, to the ground jacket and they go hang out under the lights in video village with the director and the other important muckety mucks. Jeff wears two of those in Southern California.
2: Two of them. (laughs) And I'm inside too. And I'm inside. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's cute. Yeah.
2: And I won't speak to extras. (laughs) Will not speak to him.
1: But what about Tom? (laughs) He never went under video village. He stayed just in his leather jacket and he hung out with either crew or all the background that was there. In fact, at one point, we were surrounded by 3000 people, but there are phalanx of sort of bodyguard stunt people that surrounded us when we ran with Tom and Dakota Fanning and Justin who played his son. We had a whole bunch of people sort of around us so that he wouldn't get crushed. Right. We wouldn't get crushed. However, and, and some people, some extras panicked. So, because it was, it was if you have claustrophobia yeah. or you suffer from the fear of be- being trampled, you're going to freak out. And one girl did. And he uh, they said back to one after. And he noticed that this girl was in a full on panic attack and Tom didn't go back to one. And when Tom doesn't go back to one, we don't go back to one. Hmm. We wait until Tom's ready to go back to one. So he's over there. I, I'm looking for him. Where's Tom? Where's Tom? He's talking to her and just talking her down. You know, asking her where she went, goes to college. Oh, you're home on your break. Oh, is your family live nearby? That's so great that you came out to do this. What are you studying? What's your major? Just talking her down. So he comes back to where we're standing. And I'm like, so all that stuff about you like rescuing people on burning boats, like that shit happens for real in your life every day. You just go out and save people. Like, <laughs> just find people that need help and help them. And he's like, well, you know, I do what I can. And I just thought it was such a great. There's a reason why this is a man who has lasted in this business this long at the yep. level that he absolutely. Yeah. And for people to say, oh, he jumped on a couch once. All right. A, I always say to them, he was good to my child and he didn't have to be. Yeah. Forget about me. He was good to my kid. And what I witnessed when I saw his behavior in terms of just an actor behaving on set was kindness, buying a coffee truck, not just for A-list, not just for the people that he was going to interact with every day. He bought a coffee truck to be on set to give hot coffee in the freezing cold weather to every single person there, anybody who came up to This coffee truck was there for three days, could get it. And that was, you know, on Tom's dime. So all of that behavior was stuff that I thought was awesome. And here's just one last piece. Please. Okay. So we're running with towards the boat again.
2: Yeah. It's a wild scene. It's a, it's a really wild scene.
1: It's a wild scene. And we're running towards the boat and all of a sudden we start getting pushed and shoved and crunched and You know, I've got my my kid right next to me. I'm running with my arm around her. But when we get to to the to the phalanx of of military guys, I get stopped. I'm screaming, you know, let just take her. Just take Nora. Take Nora, by the way, named um, for my best friend. And Stephen said, name your daughter, whatever you want. Don't use your real name, but name her whatever you want. I said, I'll call her Nora. He said, why? I said, that's my best friend. He said, oh, that's my best friend, Nora Efron. So anyway, (laughs) I I get to I get there. And I hear cut from a boat in the middle of the Hudson. Steven Spielberg yells, cut, perfect take, Lisa, perfect. Uh, Moving on, right? I'm like, oh, my God, Steven Spielberg just said perfect take to me. This is fantastic. And I hear Janusz Kaminski, who's the DP, say flag, but in an Eastern European accent. And uh, that means flag on the play for people who don't know. And it means something went wrong in the take. So uh, what happened? The next thing I know, somebody, Yanu says, your, your little girl, your daughter. And I turn around and she's got blood streaming out of her nose. Look up and down the side of the boat, like rappelling down the side, Tom Cruise lands in front of us. Immediately, he's like, She okay? She okay? There was a nurse there within 20 seconds. He pulls the video camera out of my undoes my purse, pulls the video camera out and starts shooting. And he's like, this is with the lawsuit. Okay, <laughs> but show us, show me all the sides. And he and then he goes, Delia, look, 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 look at mine. Four times I broke at wrestling, it looks great. He's like, don't worry, don't worry. So we talk her down. I can't
2: deal with myself right we, now.
1: <laughs> we all, you know, get her cleaned up, everything's fine. He goes on and does the rest of the of the shoot and uh i mean just just delightful we I mean, just delightful uh, and that was basically the experience it was fantastic
3: and as we come to an end of another episode of meeting tom cruise i'm going to call a uh, call a mulligan here Mull- mulligan? audible right. audible not a, a mulligan mulligan god you don't know sports i know okay i'm going to get a double fault and it is this <laughs> um my question For you this week is, how long can you guys hold your breaths for?
0: Ooh. Ooh. What did she do it at 7:14? I'm going for 7:15. That's
2: long. <laughs> Is that how long she did it for? Was 7 7:14. Jesus! And what was his? His was like 5. Can we I don't know what her the amount of action she's doing, but I know he was like swimming in a giant circle. She's
0: she was going back and forth with these like
3: wings. I think you guys
2: are avoiding the question right now. No, no, okay. no, no. Let's right, do let's, this. Let's, but let's I used to kind this. of obsess over holding my breath when I was a kid. I like doing it. You're avoiding the it. question again. Okay. So no cheating. Oh, you could definitely cheat. And I'm starting my timer.
3: Meeting Tom Cruise is hosted by Jeff Meacham and Joel Johnston. It's produced by me, Alec Lev. Our executive producers are Doug Matica and Dan Patrick. It's 10 Our engineering mixer is Alex Reeves for Point of Blue Studio. Are you doing a timer? Editing by Alec Lev with additional editing by Alex Reeves. 15 seconds. Music by H. Scott Salinas and Matthew Atticus Berger.
0: This was easier when I was a kid. Much easier.
3: Our artwork is by Rebecca Montoya.
0: My lungs are weak now.
3: Executive produced by Paul Anderson and Nick Pinella for Workhouse Media.
0: Dude, we're at twenty-five seconds already. That's twenty-five seconds.
3: We are a production of Meeting So-and-So in association with Workhouse Media.
0: What it, what it done. Uh,
2: I feel like I have tuberculosis. 35 cents.
3: Find us online at Meeting Cruise on Twitter and Instagram. Check out our website and show notes at meetingTomCruise.com. And you can email us at contact at Meeting Tom Cruise. Again, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please do rate and review us. Give us those five stars. It really helps the show. Meeting Tom Cruise was
0: created by Jeff Meacham and Alec Lev.
3: 57 seconds.
0: My lungs hurt. I couldn't even handle a minute now.
2: Isn't that sad? Yeah. I one time in Spanish class in third grade, held my breath for like two minutes. (laughs) That explains why you're so fluent in Spanish, Jeff.
0: (laughs) Meeting Tom Cruise is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast will self-destruct in five seconds. Doesn't work.